Welcome back to another nursing.com podcast episode. Today I'm talking with Mercedes Wheeler. She's a nurse that I met a couple years ago at the Kentucky Student Nurse Association Conference. And we had a really great chat. In fact, so much so that I invited her to come to our live conference happening June 6th and 7th in Dallas, Texas. Uh, And it's a two-day event with Mercedes, Nurse Bass, a bunch of other incredible nurses uh, that you can come rub shoulders with, hear from, get motivated uh, for two full days. So I'd love to have you guys there. Um, I'm going to talk with Mercedes a little bit about why she's coming, about her journey in nursing on this podcast. But after the show, I want you to head over to nursing.com slash live, L-I-V-E, nursing.com slash live to get your discounted tickets to come to the event June 6th and 7th in Dallas, Texas. So today my guest is Mercedes, Nurse Mercedes. Uh, I met Mercedes actually through the Kentucky Student Nurse Association. She had reached out and asked us to come speak and we'd never really heard of her or seen her in our Facebook group and everything. But when we went there, we realized that she was this enormous advocate for nursing.com and for nursing students in general. Uh, And so we went there, we really connected and had a chance to talk about uh, nursing and her, her journey, her experience really inspired me. And so because of that, we actually reached out as we were planning our live event this year and asked her to come talk. So I wanted to introduce you guys to her and have her share some of her stories. stories. So thanks for agreeing to speak, Mercedes. Hi there. Um, <laughs> so when we, to start out, let's just, if you would say, you know, why nursing? Like what motivated you to choose nursing as a profession? Well, actually, nursing chose me. I didn't choose nursing. Uh, I joined the military when I was 17 to kind of, I come from a very poor background, and um, that was kind of my only option to go to college. So I signed up to be a um, health healthcare advocate, healthcare specialist, and they told me that I was going to work in the lab, and then I got to basic training, and they told me I was a combat medic. And I said, no, I'm a healthcare specialist. And they very clearly told me that I was a combat medic. And that was my job for the next four years. And, you know, medics are, you know, very much involved in the healthcare field and work very closely with nurses and doctors. And so I fell in love and it chose me. (laughs) I didn't realize that. So you, going into the military, you didn't have an intention of really doing the medic stuff at all. No, I wanted to, I read actually a book called The Hot Zone, and it was about CDC and biological warfare, and I was like, oh, that, a 17-year-old, I was like, that seems cool, I could work in the lab, and kind (laughs) of went from there. (laughs) So when you're in the military as a medic, I mean, I met a lot of people who are medics in the military, and it seems like they always, you know, go into nursing or EMT and stuff. What, What would a medic in the military be comparable to in civilian life? I think very much so similar to a nurse, but also um, since there's not all the certifications and stuff needed in the civilian world, you're able to do a lot more. Basically anything the doc that you work under teaches you and signs off, you're allowed to do. So you wow. can do cri- you can do crikes, you can, you know, we do stitches, colposcopies, you know, IUD insertions, like just depending on what type of field you're in. Um, there's you know, it's just, there's so much variability just because it's, there's no actual like straightforward education. So as long as it's, it's that whole see one, do one, teach one kind of thing, you see it yep, and you yep, learn how to do it, it. And go for it. Yeah. That's crazy. So there's, well, you could be in the hospital, you could be in the field, you could be in a doctor's office. It just kind of all depends on where you're at and 
what you're willing to do. To learn. So I guess that's kind of the point of it though, right? If, if you're out in the field and you don't have a physician or something with you, you can do what you've learned how to do kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of um, aid stations and stuff where medics run the whole thing. You know, they see the patient, they diagnose, they give antibiotics and, you know, anything oh that's beyond their scope of practice, they kind of push forward to the doc. But yeah, they, I mean, there's so much that medics end up doing that, you know, is it really talked about, I think. Yeah. So you go to military, spend your four years there. Did you know while you were there that you wanted to go into nursing like after or did what happened to get you into actually nursing school and everything? Well, I was actually pretty bitter about being a medic because that's not what I'd signed up for for probably a good six months. But <laughs> after I got over that and kind of realized like this is where I was going to be and I was going to make the best of it, um, I was a, ended up being a sexual assault medic while I was in Germany and I worked primarily with civilians than uh, a PA and just kind of that the two years that I was there, I fell in love with it entirely. There, I didn't really work with very many military members. Um, I worked primarily with civilians, and so it was a great kind of just see how they were able to maximize their education and all the possibilities. And a lot of the people I worked with, I kind of saw them as mentors, and they continued to push me into medicine as well. And I. Um, I just found I, that was it like women's health was just my jam and made me happy mm. and then uh ended up going to Georgia to be a line medic which I realized was not my jam mm. what is what is that what's <laughs> and, a line medic uh it's more like a field medic so gotcha. you're, you're you're in the field a lot you can't really do education and stuff because there's no internet you're, mm. you're basically ready for deployment at all points in time which Oh you know, God. every most, yeah, most medics have that, you know, are in that situation, but it just wasn't what brought me joy. It was a fun experience. I learned a lot, but it wasn't really what I had goals for in the future. And then um, once I got out, I went straight into nursing school and I was really excited and I wanted to do accelerated, but um, ended up doing a traditional program. And then I got into the Kentucky um, student nurses association and then actually a school reached out to me saying I could jump in their accelerated program based on my military experience so I was able to actually finish my bachelor's in my two and a half years which worked out really well <laughs> that's awesome and then how did you find I guess NRSNG at the time and now nursing.com when did when did we come into the picture um, honestly I think I've talked to Tammy and you about this before I have no idea I, d I don't know when it like came into, it was very early in my, um, in my nursing school career when I was in the traditional program and I was still doing all my foundational classes. And I think I was really struggling with, it was a lot of rogue memorization. Like they were teaching you like, you know, all like, you know, remember it with this specific formula versus the why's behind it and mm -hmm. I couldn't I just wasn't getting it I was still doing well or okay well but I definitely didn't couldn't reiterate the information and have like a good comprehensive understanding from it and so I was looking for additional resources and I think I ran into um like pictures I used that mm -hmm. for a little while, but I'm not really a big visual learner. And so for some reason that just, it didn't help me as much as what I wish it would have because I'm not that visual learner. And then somehow I ran into, at the time, NRSNG, no nursing, but, um, 
and it was it was per everything that I needed because it didn't just give the information that you need to know now it also gave the breakdown of the all the information behind it so instead of having to rogue memorize information you could actually think through it and like break down and use your critical thinking to find an answer versus just trying to memorize something got it you know that that's kind of exactly why we exist i think that's like the hundred word hundred word uh summarization of why we're here and what we're trying to do with students so going through nursing school you said what was kind of the most difficult thing for you what made nursing school hard um i think more than anything was uh the the way i couldn't i couldn't understand what the teachers were teaching um and so i always had a lot of questions and so i felt like i wasn't doing as well as other students i felt like i just couldn't i couldn't grasp the information and it wasn't that i you know wasn't getting it it's just the way that it was being provided didn't work for me you know and mm -hmm. i think like you know nowadays like they there's all these um studies with you know learning profiles and you know if you're a visual audio or tactile learner and if you're not being taught in the way that you learn then of course you're not gonna you're not gonna right. do well and so <laughs> i think that that was the biggest thing and i think that that's something that stuck out to me a lot too since leaving nursing school and reflecting on it and stuff is you know education used to be kind of one way right it was a book and it was mm -hmm. a lecture and you pass a written test or you don't you know and that's mm -hmm. how we determine who's smart and who's dumb uh, but that that's ancient right like the, there's so much more available but education has been so slow to catch up with that that we do all learn different and we need i mean and this is coming you know you who had already taken care of patients and done things that's you know that most nurses will never even get a chance to do but you struggled through learning nursing school and that's just that's not right um mm -hmm. we need nurses who are all different kinds of learners because then we have a well-rounded work base but we're failing out all these that don't learn great by text and that's unfortunate yes, and, I, and that's i think i had talked to you about this before too is like my heart completely breaks for all these like all these nursing students i've seen like i've interacted with that have failed multiple classes and then they they look at themselves as a failure that they will never amount mm -hmm. to nothing and it makes me almost cry every single time because it's the majority of the time they're so intelligent and they have so much capability yeah. and the capacity to learn they're just not they just haven't figured out how they learn yet and mm -hmm. once they figure that out it just seems to click and fall into place and they start doing well but if you don't have someone to to speak for you and educate you on that then how, or how are you supposed to know Right. And then we are, it's a very competitive field. And so you're seeing all these people get A's and you're like, well, I had an A mm -hmm. in anatomy coming in. And, and then we talk mm -hmm. about passing in 75. And so all these numbers of tests and things are thrown at us that this is what matters is your grade and passing in 75. And that's all bullshit, right? Like, mm -hmm. I completely just, agree. I, can you take I care of a patient? <laughs> yeah. Can you take care of a patient? Can you interact well? What's your, mm -hmm. do you care? Are you going to treat your patients just as well as you would treat your family member? You know, mm -hmm. that's like, that's the important thing. But I actually did have a professor. Um, she was actually, the, um, she was a, a, my OB professor, but she taught, well, as soon as you walked in, she made everyone take the test to see what their learning, um, mm. you know, their learning method was. And then she basically gave every single student like different tools to learn oh and it God. blew my mind because I can't imagine the amount of time and effort that took but 
every single person just got the information. They got it in different ways. They made it in different pathways, but they knew what was going on and they could comprehend it just as well as the person sitting next to them. That's awesome. I think, so the test that, that I took, and maybe you took a different one, but it's called the VARK assessment, V-A-R-K. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, that's one. Yeah, and that says, you know, are you visual, auditory, um, reading, writing, or kinesthetic? And I'd suggest everybody mm -hmm. go take it. It's free up on their website. Um, and if you don't have such an incredible professor like Mercedes had, read the outcomes of that and say, okay, I need to be doing more pictures, or I need to be reading more, and refocus your study for that. Um, that'll save you so much effort and energy. Yeah, and that's a good thing about like the nursing.com, like the website is that, you know, y'all created it where you can utilize any of those any mm -hmm. of those learning methods, you know, you, you can read it, you can watch it, you can write it down and work with it, you can answer the questions and, or what, you know, and then you'll also have those little sub videos. And I think that that is the biggest thing that helped me not feel like an idiot while I was in nursing school. Because <laughs> I felt, I, you know, there's a lot of times where you're sitting in your class and you're just like, I don't get this. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I shouldn't be here. And then, you know, talking down about yourself and really that's not the case at all. I think a lot of the reason for that is that taking that exam, I've realized I'm the multi multimodal or whatever it's called, where mm -hmm. I, it, it takes me a long time to learn stuff. Like I'm a slow learner, but once I get it, like it's there forever. But there, yeah. in order to get it, I, I have to draw a picture. I have to read it. I have to watch it. I have to touch it. it. I have to do every single style. So a lot of our pedagogy was developed because I had to do it all and it took a long time, but having it all there, you know, helps those students who maybe one or two different learning styles, but it's also all there if you're like I am and it takes you a little bit longer to learn, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like you said, yeah. that's, that's not a reflection of you. That's a reflection of, you know, you just learn differently. I completely agree. So talk to me about where you are now in nursing um, and where you want to go in nursing. Oh, I got out of nursing school and I went straight into the oncology ICU because everyone says to the ICU, you're going to learn the most. And I was convinced. And so that's what I did. So I was there for just over a year and I really did learn an incredible amount of information and my coworkers were amazing. But I did figure out pretty quickly that it was not what brought me joy. It did not, you know, you know, fire, bring that fire inside of me and fill my cup so I could pour into others. Um, so after about a year and I, I went ahead and I just transferred in December to a women's health floor um, where I'm more focused on women and surgeries and, you know, prenatal care, postnatal care and things of that nature. And this is where I, where I thrive the most, you know, educating women and giving back to women. Um, and now I actually recently received my acceptance into Vanderbilt uh, yeah. Nurse Practitioner Program for Women's Health. Woo! And I found out on Valentine's Day. So it's pretty, oh, cool. pretty good deal. <laughs> <laughs> and so now um, I'll be starting in August that program and then I should there's a 98% graduation rate so fingers crossed awesome. that I and then I should graduate next August 2021 with my women's health practitioner license that's so cool yeah. that's cool that's exciting right I mean you've been it out of school exciting. by the time you graduate you'll have been out of school two and a half years or so mm -hmm. yeah just about right that's incredible and then able to kind of work in that practitioner role of prescribing diagnosing um so that's cool. How cool is that? Yeah, and I think I know so many um, coworkers 
who love the bedside. You know, that's, that's where they thrive. That's where their joy is. And, you know, being able to recognize what is good for, what brings you joy versus what brings, and then recognizing that it's okay that someone else, you know, fits in that role. I think it's really important. So you don't get down on yourself or feel guilty that you're wanting to do something different than what other people are doing. Right. And I think that, the, like, you are still bedside and you realize, you know, oncology bedside wasn't right for me, but bedside over here is mm-hmm. too. Like, there's so much to do in nursing that that's one of the mm-hmm. awesome, most most incredible things about it is, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're an educator, maybe you want to do law, maybe you want to do all kinds of stuff. It's all possible within this one profession. So keep exploring. Right. Don't, don't give up on the field. We need nurses um, and we need them in pretty much every area. So And I think that's a big thing is like new nurses, they get on the school and what they had imagined isn't what they're getting. (laughs) And so they decide this isn't what they want when reality there's, if if you're a new nurse and you've only been there for three or four months and you're miserable, they change. There's, I mean, there's so many jobs, there's so many opportunities, there's so, there's so many different aspects of nursing that if you don't want to be at the bedside, you could, like you said, you could be an educator. If you don't want to be an educator, you could be an advocate. You could be a case manager. Mm-hmm. I just think that there's like, there's limitless potential. So there's, there's, you know, that don't give up. Absolutely. So on June 6th and 7th, you're going to be down here in Dallas uh, at our nursing yeah. live event. Um, so one of the things you mentioned you might want to talk about is, is this transition. Um, so maybe talk a little bit about why, you're coming to the event and what you want to give to the, the people who come? Well, I think as an, a lot of the people, a lot of new nurses that I've worked with, you know, I'm a, I was a new nurse myself, but I did have medical background before. And so I was very firm in my boundaries and my ways and what to expect from other people. And I think that it is really easy as a new nurse when you come on the floor that it's intimidating, it's scary. And you don't really know what to expect necessarily and if there's an easy way for um it's pretty easy for people to get taken advantage of I think and so the biggest thing is you know I'm coming to the conference because I love nursing.com I think that it is such an amazing resource I think it's better than any of the other NCLEX prep and that's not because I get paid to say that because I don't <laughs> but, <laughs> you know I just I just uh, I just really advocate that this is the best resource because I've tried all of them and this is the one that I think works the best. It's the one I recommend to people that I tutor for NCLEX. This is, this is it. Um, but as far as um, the boundaries and stuff, I think that, you know, right now nurses are advocating for each other in ways that haven't been before, such as staffing ratios and being bullied by the nurses, by being bullied by physicians. And also being, you know, taken advantage of by patients, so patient abuse. And I think all of those right now is like a really big topic. And so I think, you know, finding your boundaries and knowing what to expect and where that fine line is between caring and then getting taken advantage of is really important to learn. Um, and then I would also like to talk, you know, just in that same type of realm is self-care. So, um, you know, if you're pouring out all the time and you're not filling your cup up with things that bring, you know, that fill you up, then you're not, you're going to get burned out and you're not going to, you're not going to find that joy that you previously had. So making sure that you keep up with like your mental health awareness and your hobbies that do outside of nursing, just to give yourself that break to refocus and recenter. I think that's, those are going to be incredible topics to share because the burnout is real. You know, I, worked ICU and I worked nights and I picked up bonus shifts all the time while trying to be a father. And it's, it's hard that's, physically, that's but yeah, well, yeah. And it's, but it's very hard emotionally mm-hmm. too. 
um, you know, I could, I could make up the physical stress by sleeping and stuff like that, but the emotional stress um, at a couple points, you know, really weighed on me to the point that it, it, it got too much. It was approaching burnout. And so I think the tips that you're going to share are going to be really beneficial to myself as well about how to balance that. And like you were saying, like you can't give if you don't have anything to give. So it's like they say on the airplane, right? Like put your oxygen mask on first before you help somebody else, right? Yeah. So because if you can, if you're always caring, you know, giving, caring, and giving to others, then you know how how you can only do that for so long. Absolutely. Well, Mercedes, what else would you want to tell students, or what else would you want to say while we you uh, while we have you on um, for students or for new grads or for anybody? My biggest thing is just don't give up. And it's really easy to get into that self-talk where you're doubting yourself. And I think that just replacing that negative self-talk with positive. So whenever you start feeling like you're dumb or you're inadequate or that you're not meeting the expectations that you set for yourself, take a second, take a breath, give yourself a little bit of grace and then say something positive because you're still alive, you're still kicking, you're in nursing school, you're out of nursing school, you're a new nurse, whatever the case may be, but just just keep going, keep pushing, and then find what works for you. This has been another episode of the nursing.com podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Look, guys, we'd love to have you come out and join us on June 6th and June 7th in North Dallas in Allen, Texas at the Nursing Live event. This is gonna be incredible. You're gonna see this guest and a bunch of other incredible guests and myself and the nursing.com team. We'd love to have you there. Head over to nursing.com slash live, nursing.com slash live to get your discounted tickets now. We love you guys. Happy nursing.